0: hello and welcome back to the confidence club podcast it's your host ronnell briggs you know the drill we are coming on today to chat about the monthly reading wrap-up so if you're if you're new here the first time to the club first of all welcome i'm so excited that you're here and that i get to talk to you today and if you're a returning listener hey so glad that you're back and if you've been around for long enough you know what this is going to entail. But I'm also going to share some things that I don't normally share in these reading episodes. And that's like some of the books that I am anticipating reading in the next month. But we need to start by just like taking a journey back through the July reading list. Honestly, this episode is just it's just fun. This is just an excuse for me to sit down and talk about the books that I've read. So you know, don't expect to leave this with some like inspiration other than being inspired to read a book and honestly summer I feel like it's like the perfect time to get back into reading if you've fallen off because it's so easy to romanticize reading. I mean something I was telling my friend about the other day is like as much as I love reading in my room and like at home I've really been trying to get out more and so today I actually went and read at a coffee shop And then I read at the library because I was almost done with the book that I was reading. So I wanted to return it. But when I was out today, like, first of all, I actually really liked reading in that coffee shop. Like it was just such a vibe, but I had these other like ideas of places I could read in the future that I'm definitely going to try out in the month of August because my reading list for August, I'm anticipating it to be super long. I'm gonna try to hit a hundred books, like as my total, not a hundred books in the month, which means I will need to read 18 books. Um, and honestly, I think that that's possible, you know, I don't think it'll be a problem. The only thing that would make it a problem is if I do what I did in July and August, which I'm pretty much planning on not doing that again so let me just take you back to the july reading list so i read 15 books in july okay because that was the goal that i set for myself and i was like determined to hit it but the problem was like i was in a reading slump at the beginning of july and so i think in the first half of the month i maybe finished two or three books which means in the second half of the month i read 12 (laughs) and you know cramming that many books in is definitely not something that is fun it's actually stressful and When reading is supposed to be something that I do to like wind down or take my mind off of things, when you're like stressing to get through books, that's not really the best. Now that being said, like that was of my own choice. Like there's no reason why I had to do that other than the fact that I did set a reading goal for myself this year that I'm determined to achieve and I am behind. So I didn't want to fall behind even more. So anyways, long story short, um, made it happen. I have 15 books to talk about for July and we're going to get into them. But while we're touching on that, I did wanna to just touch on reading slumps because I feel like every reader goes through this at one point, don't stress, it's just part of a reader's journey. Um, but it can definitely be hard to get out of that reading slump. And you know what, sometimes you're just like not in the mood to do it. And and uh, you know, depending on what kinds of books you're reading, sometimes you know, you're reading to escape your reality, but sometimes your reality is actually amazing and you're just kind of living life. So um, <laughs> don't get too stressed if that's the case because that's actually a good thing. But you can always pick up that book and and come back to it. Now, something I will find that helps me at a reading slump sometimes is reading like shorter books because when you have that feeling of like finishing a book, it's like you feel like you accomplished something I was, the last book that I read for July um, was the the fourth book in the Akatar series. And that book is 750 pages. And I'm telling you, like, if you're in a reading slump and you're reading a book that's 750 pages where you get through like 50 pages and it looks like you haven't even made a dent in the book, this is really not motivating and encouraging. So something that I've learned to help with reading slumps is like reading a short book, maybe a novella, depending on what you're into, Um, just so you can feel like, okay, like I finished a book, even though I've, you know, been working on this one for, for so long. And then also, I think the other thing that can help with the reading slump is romanticizing reading. So going to different places, like making yourself a fun little drink to have alongside, reading you know by candlelight like just like switching up when you would normally read maybe reading earlier in the morning or right before you go to bed like just switching things up can help too um because it gives like a whole new vibe to reading and i was actually i was at my grandparents house this past weekend and um i did a lot of reading while i was there my my nanny has like this chair on her deck that is the perfect chair for reading and i sat in there for hours just like reading my book completely lost in it and you know, once you get that feeling back, it's hard to, you know, remember why you had that reading slump in the first t- place because you're like, oh my gosh, this is so awesome. But anyways, if you're in a reading slump right now, try those two things and let me know if that helps. If not, it might just be the book that you're reading. Um, sometimes that can be a big factor. So maybe switch that up, try another book. Um, but this too shall pass. So don't worry, you'll, you'll get over that slump and you'll be back to reading in no time. All right, so without further ado, let's get into this July reading list. I always find this episode so fun. I'm looking at my notes right now. Like I just make little jot notes sometimes. I mean, I kind of stopped after the most recent books because I literally just finished them so like I remember my thoughts on them but it's funny because it's like oh wow I forgot I read this book at the beginning of the month so with that let's start off so the first book I read was 28 summers by Ellen Hildebrand and I gave this book three stars so my friend recommended this book to me and um, it was a really good summer read like if you're looking for a beach read poolside read that's like based in summer this was a good one for that um it's kind of like a romance that's against the saddle norms because like there's this affair that's happening that in real life I don't think I would ever participate in this but in a book it, it makes for a good book because it's almost like like a reality that is well for me it's so much different than what I'm living in that you know I can just kind of escape and get lost in that i liked the concept so basically it goes through the past 28 summers um but as a reader i did find that 28 was a lot like every once in a while because it's it's kind of like broken down into the summers. so like each chapter almost is like a summer and so i would get to the next chapter or whatever and it would be like okay summer number 10 and i'm sitting there thinking oh my gosh i'm only at summer number 10 like what the heck but it was good and um Definitely, a good summer read, if that's what you're looking for, and also, like this book is based in Nantucket, which is just so dreamy, you know, like I, I like it's just that is a place that gives off summer vibes too, and just like that coastal granddaughter vibe um but it also mentions at the back of the book like the author actually lives there, so I thought that that was cool because she's almost writing from her own she's writing from her own perspective, like she lives there, so she understands the vibe of the place, which I thought was really cool. But yeah, overall, a really good summer read if that's what you're looking for. Okay, the next book I read was called 24-6 Giving Up Screens One Day a Week to Get More Time, Creativity, and Connection by Tiffany Schlein. I gave this book two stars. Honestly, I had high hopes for this book because I thought that the concept was really interesting. I've actually done this in the past where I take off um one day a week of social media like i just don't go on and i do find it really rejuvenating and it Pushes you to like reconnect with things that you may have forgotten that you like to do because anytime you have free time, you're reaching for your phone. And personally, like I've just really been working on setting boundaries with my phone and social media and that kind of thing because I know that when I'm not using it properly, like when I'm using it mindlessly specifically, um, it doesn't do good things for like my mental health and my mindset. And so I thought that this book would be really good because it's going to talk about that concept and maybe I would be able to like relate with some of the things and the author would kind of like talk about it um, from, you know, my own perspective, like the way that I saw it too. But it wasn't really like that at all. Uh, I didn't really like the writing style. The only thing I really liked was that it was like pretty easy to read. So it didn't take me too long. So in terms of my reading goal, that was nice. Um, But honestly, I don't know. It just, I wasn't really content with it. I honestly probably wouldn't recommend it to anybody. But, I mean, that's not saying that you don't, you shouldn't read it. It's just like, I probably wouldn't say, oh yeah, you should read this book. Number three was Living with the Monks by Jesse Itzler. And I give this book three stars because it was good, but it wasn't great. Honestly, I love how he writes his books. Like if you've read Living with the Seal, you'll know. And I talked about this in a couple episodes ago. I don't, can't remember if I read this, that book last month or the month before, or maybe the month before, I don't know. But I I read it this year and it was good. Like I really liked it. And I had read David Goggins books before too. So I was kind of familiar with his like personality um but the way that he writes is like journal style so he's kind of like recapping what he's going through and so that was similar with this one where he like went on journey to live with the monks but i feel like i don't know i didn't like it as much as the first book and sometimes i feel like that actually happens a lot like i usually don't like like the second kind of book from an author when it's like these kinds of books but i did like the concept and there was a lot of like lessons in there that was crucial to like if you're really focusing on being more mindful especially with screens because he was talking about that like he didn't have service where he was and so i did relate to a lot of that stuff and i liked that because it kind of made you think about things in a different way and it is funny like because he always like shares these really funny stories from his life which i i like um so yeah it was good just it wasn't great okay next book i read was adventures and opting out by kate flanders and i gave this book three stars so upon reading reviews of this book, I heard people criticize the metaphor use of a hike, but I actually really liked that about this book. Um the, the review that I saw, like it was like, oh, just another book talk like comparing your journey to a hike. And I was like, I don't know, I liked it. I thought it was like kind of relevant, especially because when I was reading this, I was on a like hiking running trip. But I liked it. It was it was easy to kind of like conceptualize what she was talking about because I could compare it to those different parts of the hike. So like Pretty much each section, it was like broken down into different parts of the hike. So there's like the beginning, the climb, the valley, the peak, etc. And I liked it. I mean, she was sharing a lot of different lessons, basically, as you go on your journey and you learn to opt out of things that, you know, society might say is what you have to do, but if it's not a fit for you, like that's okay. Um, And the author I found was really relatable with some of the experiences that she shared too, which I found comforting. I would recommend reading this to anybody in their 20s. Like This is one of the books that I would say, if you're in your 20s, you should read this because I think it was really helpful and there's a lot of things in there that you'd probably relate to and feel comfort in knowing that you're not the only one that went through that or is going through that right now. So because I liked that book so much, I then picked up um, her other book, which actually came out before, but I didn't know about it until she mentioned it in this book. So I guess this is one of the rare cases where I did actually like the second book, because it's not a series, but it's like her second book. Anyways, this one was called The Year of Less by Kate Flanders, and I gave her three stars. And I was inclined to pick this up because I'm kind of like one of those people. So I've always liked organizing, decluttering my room, like ever since I was little. Um, and I don't like to have like a lot of stuff, but as I gotten older, like it's become more of a thing where like I'll go through my things every once in a while, and then be like, okay, like I, I don't need this, I don't need this. I still haven't used this. Like I kept it last time I went through my stuff, but I still haven't used it. I haven't thought about it, so maybe it's time to get rid of it. And at this point, like this month, I actually did that again. And then I also helped like my family go through like some of their stuff. I helped do like the main floor in the house and help my brothers and everything and so it was really cool to read this because basically what she did was she went a year without like spending money on anything other than like specific things that she set herself um a list that she could buy so a lot of the times it was just mainly like necessities like she wasn't out shopping for anything else that she didn't need Um, And it was interesting because she kind of like documented the journey and you can see how, not only from a perspective of like saving money, but like if you have less expenses and and you're making the same amount of money or whatever, like you, you have more money, you know? And also just kind of in terms of like waste, like you're not contributing as much to that because you're not actively like buying all that stuff. Um, but i just thought it was really interesting because i wouldn't call myself a minimalist but i'm definitely closer to that side of the spectrum where like i don't really like to have a lot of stuff and i won't buy things just to buy things anymore even when i go on trips like the thing that i collect is literally postcards like and there's nothing wrong with like collecting anything else but like those don't take up very much space and it's still something i can collect from everywhere i go um but it was a really eye-opening book and if you're somebody who struggles with getting rid of things and decluttering I definitely highly recommend reading this um, because it also helps you change your perspective on how you see things and then also helps you kind of think about okay well if I wasn't spending my money on this like where could that go instead. And something else that she talked about that i thought was really interesting was um because when you're only buying necessity like one thing that she stopped doing was buying like things in bulk and a lot of times we'll do that because it's like cheaper right Uh, but it's also like you end up buying so much stuff like do we really need to buy a bulk of xyz when you know you're only going to use one bottle like through the course of the year. So something she was talking about was how like in the beginning she thought that that would mean that she'd actually be spending more, but she actually ended up spending less because she didn't need to get as much of the stuff that she thought she needed to. So it's just like really interesting. And it's, it's, I've also really tr- started to become more mindful of like my spending habits in general. Um And so to read that book and to kind of be surrounded by that, those concepts and then to apply it to my own life was really nice um and there's even at the back of it there's like this flow chart so again if you're somebody who struggles with getting rid of things there's like a flow chart that will help you like determine whether it's something that you should get rid of or keep next up i read discipline is destiny the power of self-control by ryan holiday and i gave this book four stars i am obsessed with his writing style and his books this is the second book that i read of his um, okay, maybe I shouldn't say I'm obsessed, but I'm just, like, pleasantly... I, the reason why I'm obsessed is because I'm pleasantly surprised at how I was able to take the books. Because I heard him on a podcast, and he's definitely, like, the combination of, like, literary and history kind of thing. So I assumed that his books were going to be written in a similar fashion to the point where, like, I'd have no idea what he's talking about because I don't really know anything about history. Especially American history because I'm not American. Um, but it wasn't really like that at all, and he kind of just uses those to, like accentuate the point that he's making that usually has to do with personal development of some sort so um, I'm really looking forward to reading like his other books. He has like another collection of three books I think these those came out first um, but this book that I just read is part of like a four book series like uh, the Four Virtues so I read the first book and I talked about that I think last month and then the other two books aren't out yet but um, I really liked it like I enjoyed it. I liked the lessons that were in it and it's kind of like a lot of things that I've heard before in other you know personal development self-help books but the way that he delivers it was different and using you know the examples and stuff just makes you kind of think about how you can apply that concept to your life. I mean some of these examples are really like drastic and also some of them happened like hundreds of years ago. Um, but you just kind of take what he talks about, take that wisdom and then figure out okay, how can I apply this to my life? Okay, next up, I decided to reread the Summer I Turned Pretty series because um, the show came out, right? Like, the second season of the show came out. And let me just tell you a little story because it's kind of funny that I decided to reread these because I didn't even finish it last summer. So, last summer, when the show came out, I... No, actually, that's a lie. I think I read the book before the show came out. Yeah. Before I knew the show was coming out, too. So, I or maybe I read, I don't know, I can't remember. But anyways, I read the first book and I really did not like it at all, like at all. I was not a fan. Um, If you go back and listen to like some of the episodes from last summer, you'll hear me rant about it because I was just that mad about the book. And then I read the second book, but I don't even think I finished this. I don't think I even finished the second book because I vaguely remember making a TikTok at that point, asking people, at what point do you like just DNF a book? And I, I don't like DNFing books, like I'll have you know, because... I just feel like well, first of all, like it just feels like i it incomplete, <laughs> but also i can't I don't feel like the ability to give a review on a book if I didn't finish it, so I usually try to power through, but sometimes there's just books that I'm like, this isn't even worth my time, like this is ruining reading for me, so last summer, this was one of those books, um but then the show came out, and I liked the show like enough or whatever, like I still don't really like Belly's character to be completely honest, but um. Anyways, I digress, I still watch the show and whatever. Then the second season is coming out this summer, right? So I was like, okay, I'm gonna watch it. Like, even if I was like low-key don't like it, but kind of do, but don't, I'm still gonna watch it anyways. Um, I will say it's starting to grow on me. But anyway, so I was like, okay, I'm gonna reread the book because I don't really even remember what's happening. And I rewatched the first season and everything, but things are different in the book, in the, in the TV series. So I decided to binge read the series because I was like, you know what? I'm gonna try to finish it this time. So I read the first book, second book, and the third book and my star rating actually went up a bit i gave the first book three stars the second book i gave two stars and the third book i gave three stars um i read the third book in one day (laughs) like not even a day like half a day i was i was pretty proud of myself for that but anyway i liked it better than i did the first time and i will say I actually am enjoying the second season right now i need to watch last week's episode i haven't watched it yet maybe watch it tonight um, but it's still not my favorite book series ever, to be honest, but I just feel like it was one of those series that, like, everyone's talking about, so I kind of want to know what happens in it, and it was really interesting reading the book, because what's happening in the TV show right now, like, there's a big chunk of things that are not in it, like, I'm sorry, I don't think this, unless this is a spoiler, but, like, Susanna's sister's not in the book, um, neither is Sky like just some of the things are just like not in it and they they change different things so it is interesting to see how they're adapting the tv show to the book but anyways now i can say i've read the series it's done i don't know that i'll read it again but this is also the perfect time to read it if you're going to in the summer because it is just such a summer feel book Okay next up I read Pineapple Street by Jenny Jackson. So a lot of the times now when I get my books from the library like I'll look specifically for ones that I've heard on on talk or like that I saw on Goodreads. This one I had not seen anywhere but I saw it on the 14-day read rapid loan shelf multiple times when I went in and I was kind of intrigued. So basically the 14-day rapid read shelf is just like typically the books that people are loving or that are popular because that's why they're on that shelf so you can only have them for a certain amount of time and you can't renew them whereas most books in the library you can have for three weeks and you can renew them up to three times so anyway that book was on the shelf for a while and I was like I'm just gonna read it because it kind of looks good and I really liked it I gave it three stars um but you know like my ratings I'm very like very specific with my stars like I don't just dish them out um but I really liked it I thought it was a really good book I read that in like a weekend and it was interesting it followed like the lives of three different people so it's like there's basically a family and so it's like the two sisters and then the sister-in-law and I liked that I liked how it went back and forth between the three and the reason why I read it so fast was because like every chapter would kind of end on a cliff note, but it'd be from the one girl. So now you'd have to read two more sections before you get back to hear what their story was. And all of them were like like that, right? So you just wanted to keep reading because you wanted to know what it was about. So I liked it. It was a really good one. Um, it was definitely a good like summer read too. I could see like it has, it's not summer-ish, but like it's not summer vibe, but you, I could just see it would be a good like book to read by the beach or something like that. Okay, next up, I read Reckless by Elsie Silver. Oh my gosh, she has is one of my favorite romance authors right now. Like, I absolutely love her books, especially this series. Like, and I didn't think that I was gonna like anything better than the second book with Willa and Cade. But this book oh my gosh and let me just say this was an accidental pregnancy trope and i usually steer clear away from those ones because i'm like that is not something that i'm romanticizing but she did this so well like i think somebody wrote a review about it being like elsie Silver's the only one who can do this trope well like it was so good it was also not the kind of accidental pregnancy trope that i expected it to be so i won't spoil like how it happens or anything like I mean, I'm not going to spoil what, you know, what I was expecting it to be, because I want to save that for you to, like, uncover yourself, because I was pleasantly surprised. I was like, I don't know how where the book's going to go from here, um, but Theo, oh, oh my gosh, and it's also interesting, because in all the other books, Winter's kind of painted like the villain, and then you get to hear her story, and you're like, she's not a villain at all, like, and honestly, I related to some parts of her, um, so that was nice, but yeah, this was such a good book. I gave this book four stars. Um... Definitely one of my favorites in the series, for sure. And again, I never thought I'd say that about an accidental pregnancy trope. So go Elsie Silver. All right, now we're getting into really the crunch time of the month. And you're going to tell based on some of the books I chose now, obviously, I didn't know it was going to be bad when I chose it, you know, but it was. Um, the first one was Fake Fiance to My Boss by Rose King. One star. I really don't have much to say about this book other than it was terrible. Like, it was terrible. I, it made no sense. Like, it made no sense. It was so weird. I don't even know where the idea for this sparked. I feel like this was supposed to be some sort of enemies to lovers workplace romance, but it did not turn out well at all. Like, at all. It was just weird, and honestly, I was just trying to get through the book because I was like, mm, this is not for me. Next up, I read Liberty Falls by Lee Jacket. So, if you listen listened to previous episodes, you know I've read her short novellas before, her romance novellas before, and they are spicy. Like, they're spicy, and the thing is, it's funny because the novella doesn't really give you time to, like, develop and, like, get to know the characters, but hers are pretty good. Like, she does it pretty well considering it's only, like, 100 and some odd pages, um so I've read a couple of hers in the past actually I've read like I want to say four of them or something like that because it's like a series where each holiday of the year kind of has a book so I think there's still a couple more on the way but anyways Liberty Falls this one was good this was like a it was almost like a childhood friends enemies to lovers kind of romance Um, which I think actually kind of helped the fact that it was a short book, the fact that they had history because, you know, again, you don't have so much time. And I I don't really like insta-love romances at all. I don't really like it. No, I don't like it at all, Um, especially novellas. And I know it's hard to not do that. So I, I would like to applaud her for being able to write a novella that's not like that. And it was spicy and it was good. And, yeah, I'm a fan. This is a good one to add to your list if you're looking for a short romance novella. Then I folded up with another one of her books, uh, Mother's Day in by Lee Jacket. This one got two stars. Honestly, I was not vibing with it. It was weird. Uh, I just kind of wanted to get through this. Yeah, I don't really have much to say. Honestly, I wouldn't recommend this one. Um, Yeah, I don't really have anything else to say about that. Okay, and let's finish off this episode with the highest rated book of the month coming at 4.5 stars, A Court of Silver Flames by Sarah J. Maas. Oh my gosh. I don't even know how to like go into detail about how good this book was and how good this whole series was. Like the fact that I put this book off for so long is kind of like regretful on my part because it was so good. I read the like the first three books, I think earlier this yeah earlier this year, this book is a 750 page one. So that's why I kind of like took it, got it from the library didn't read it yet returned it got it from library i must have checked it out from the library like three or four times and i was determined to finish it before like the due date this time which i did um i brought it back today and it it was just so good like oh somebody said that this book was gonna have spice and man oh man did it like There was one section that was just a couple pages of just detailed (laughs) um, writing of what they were doing. And I was actually at somebody's house at this point. I was reading it on my phone. um, And I had to like put my phone away from that because I was like, I cannot read this one on somebody else. (laughs) house like it is just not appropriate so i put it away and then i was like waiting for a time to read it because i was like i need to be alone when i read this like i i can't be around a whole bunch of other people actually no you know what i can i've read hardcore Matt in public before like it's been multiple times but this scene it was just too much like it was too much i i was like i can't like I know that I had the, the biggest smile on my face like multiple times during that book trying not to like squeal as I'm reading the words on this page but there was also so much like action that was happening in it too so many like things that were happening it was just so good like I was at, I I was like at like page 600 or something like that thinking about like how much has happened in the last 600 pages and like no wonder it had to be so long because there was so much happening but also just the way that she writes it really just like it takes you into this fantasy fiction world and you could be there like for a long time as an author like she is amazing and she's right up there with cassandra clare in terms of how she writes her fantasy fiction books so good so good i highly recommend reading this series um but yeah It was amazing. Like, it was worth the 750 pages for sure. And honestly, there's a part at the end there, I just thought of this now, that kind of reminded me a little bit of The Hunger Games, and now I really want to reread The Hunger Games series. Like, just binge read that series. I literally have it upstairs. Also, did you know that they're making a movie for the fourth book, The Ballad of the Songbirds and the Snakes? And it's coming out later this year, I'm pretty sure. If you haven't read that, read it. It's so cool. It's like the how the Hunger Games got started. I didn't know they were making the movie until like a couple weeks ago. And so yeah, now I'm like fired up to reread the whole series and be like, okay, I wanna go watch the movie too. So good guys. Anyways, now let's 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 take a little step to look towards the future here because I need to share something with you. I wanna share with you some of the books that I plan on reading. This month, and again, I don't usually do this because I don't usually know what I'm gonna read next. Like I kind of take it one book at a time. You know, I've got my want to read list on Goodreads, but I just pick from that like randomly whenever I'm like looking for a book. But I was on Kindle Unlimited, like, and I was looking, and I don't. They must have updated it. And added a whole bunch of new books because I swear last time I was on there I couldn't find any books I wanted to read and now I went on and like the first like I don't even know five books that popped up I'm like oh my gosh I've been wanting to read that I've been wanting to read that and I like to get books from the library but the most popular ones and the ones that everyone wants to read especially the talk about on book talk are usually not available right away like you got to put put it on hold and there's just some books that I have been waiting to read and some of them were on there, so I'm super excited. So let me just share some of the books that I am planning on reading in August. So books that you can anticipate to hear my thoughts on at the end of this month. Number one, Maybe in Another Life by Taylor Jenkins Reid. I got back into my Taylor Jenkins Reid era last month. I was, like read all like three of her books back to back to back. The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo, Malibu Rising, Daisy Jones and the Six. Oh my gosh, Chef's Kiss. I love all those books. I actually really like her reading style too. I feel like I can get tra- like transported into another world when I'm reading her books. I was actually thinking about Daisy Jones and the Six recently because I was listening to the Rumors album by Fleetwood Mac and the similarities, Like I just know that book was based off of them. Anyways, I want to read Maybe in Another Life and I have that on the, the whole library but I don't know when it's coming back. And it's actually on Kindle Unlimited so if you've been wanting to read that too, go download it. Then go download it. Then next one, the Summer of Broken Rules. This book I've been lo- I have I've been looking for that book too, and I haven't seen it. Um, so that's also on Kindle Unlimited, and I've heard that that's really good. Plus, it's a good summer read, and it's still summer, so we're reading it now. The other one is Lessons in Chemistry. That I actually got from the library, but I'm excited to read it because I've been like waffling whether I want to read it. That was on that 14-day rapid loan shelf for a while there. And I was talking to somebody recently about it, and they said it was good. So I'm like, you know what? This is a sign. I'm going to read it. And also, I may or may not read Maybe Someday by Colleen Hoover. Honestly, I was kind of on a bit of a break from her because of like that thing that came out. Um, but... I don't know if somebody told me that book is good and I know there's another book that I also keep seeing at the library maybe now which comes after. So I'm thinking about adding that to the list. It's on my Kindle because that's also on Kindle Unlimited which I was actually surprised about because I feel like you don't see her books on there very often for free um, but it was. So you'll find out if I end up reading it at the end of this month in the next reading list episode but that is all for now that's all the books I've got for you to talk about today I hope you enjoyed this episode I hope you got an idea of another book you want to read or authors that you want to go check out with that I'm going to cl- conclude this episode by saying happy reading go romanticize reading the summer is like one of the best times to do that go read in the park or read in a cafe whatever it is go make reading fun again find a book that you enjoy find an author that you enjoy and just dive in I hope you guys all have a great rest of your day and we'll chat in the next episode Bye. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Confidence Club podcast. I would love to hear from you, so make sure to subscribe so that you don't miss an episode and leave a rate and review so I can continue to bring you content that serves you. If you got value from this episode, share it on your socials and with your friends by tagging the Confidence Club. If you enjoy these episodes, make sure to go follow the Confidence Club on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube for daily inspiration and even more content. Chat with you soon. Bye.